Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 157 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on February 27th, 2017. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kevin. Hey, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So... Pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. What is going on, my friend? Uh, we have a show with character this morning. I like that. Yes, uh, another early morning uh, recording for us. Um, this may become a thing, because I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. I like it. It's a little bit more relaxed. Coffee in my hand, cherry pop-tart in my mouth. Like, it's, you know... Do you think we're the only two people that like do a morning show and like we're not like on a time crunch almost? So it works yeah, out because good. most people that do like morning radio shows are getting up at like five in the morning. We're doing ours at like ten, so <clears throat> we're like the lazy morning guys, right? Okay, so you know what? No, enough dilly dally. We've got a huge, huge show today. We've got an e-ticket attraction that I'm really excited about. Uh, taking a look at the character guide for 2018 for Walt Disney World. We're also going to be getting into a lot of news. We have a ton of news this week. Um, big news too. Like it's not like a slow news week at all. So uh, without any further ado, I think we need to just jump right into it. What do you think? News it up. Yeah. Enough of this. Uh, enough of this banter. Enough of this pointless chatter. Uh, folks, the news this week brought to you by Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Uh, you can always find our good friend Dave over at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. Make sure you give him a uh, an email there because Dave will plan your trip like no other. All right, ready for the worldwide news? Our first, our first bit of worldwide news is a little interesting. I didn't know this existed, but apparently it's enough of a thing to like have okay. a thing. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, so uh, Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course is going to be hosting a, um, or permanently hosting, an 18-hole foot golf course. What? Foot golf. It is a what? combination of golf and football. No, we don't mean American football. We mean real football, European football, which or everybody else goes, but which we call soccer. Okay. Do so, please tell me you know something about this because I'm yes. going to have. Okay. You, you you go on a golf course like a regular, like you're playing golf, but instead of swinging a a uh, golf club at a tiny little ball, you are kicking a soccer ball, a regulation number five soccer ball, on a shortened length course into 21 inch diameter cup holes. Okay. Just like golf, only you're kicking a soccer ball instead of hitting a golf ball. This is like a thing. Now, I know what you're thinking, and don't worry, because Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course is now certified by the American Foot Golf League, the AFGL, of course, as we all know it by, which right, is the right. governing body for foot golf in the United States. I'm not making this up. I've never. I think it's amazing that I've never heard of it. Yep, tee times can currently be booked. Uh, it's 18 holes, whereas traditional golf at Oak Trail is nine holes. Um, 
You can do it in front or behind a tradi- or traditional golfers. Uh, it t- should take approximately, with a group of four, Disney estimates it's going to take about two hours and 15 minutes of your time. Okay. Oh, I want someone to do this in the worst way. Yeah, like I really want like someone to post like a video. Like, or, or I wonder if we have any listeners who are like foot golf aficionados. Like they're just like big into it and like, you know, been playing forever. Or, or listeners who have just heard of it. I am assuming there's quite a few of our listeners that literally just heard about it. So, yeah, I think that that's a that's a safe bet. But um, now the big question, Peter Mandel, will you be playing a round of foot golf on your next Disney vacation? I don't think I could convince my wife to foot golf with me. No, you don't think she you, probably would not want to do that. You don't think your kids would get a kick out of it? I see what you did there. <laughs> Actually, didn't mean to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take credit for it. Pun intended. There we go. No, no, I don't think they would enjoy that. Abby might on some level, <laughs> until she found out it was two hours and fifteen minutes that she was going to be going on a ride. I'm way too tickled by this. Like... <laughs> Oh, two hours and fifteen minutes of kicking a soccer ball at a <laughs> at a flag. <laughs> All the while, children are yelling and screaming, and actual golfers like my friend Scott Farney, who like loves Disney golf, will just be getting angrier and angrier. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. You know, those golf courses not are not good. cheap. Like, could you imagine like you're on the golf course and like I don't know where how far the foot golf course is from the real golf course, but like right. I would assume it's going to be lots of kids kicking balls and like screaming and yelling and hollering and, and like you're going to hear that. Like golf courses, they get people get really testy on golf. I when I worked at a golf course in college, they get really aggravated when you are loud. Well, I don't know. Maybe foot golf has the same kind of uh, etiquette. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture people like like the tie, like the uh, the Ty West of uh, of foot golf, like kicking the ball and going no 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 no. He was kicking the golf balls in Caddyshack, Jay yeah. Chase. Oh, I love that movie so much. Uh, beware of gophers on the foot golf course, folks. Okay, um, the minivan service is expanding in Walt Disney. Okay, it's going to more um, more resorts right now. So here's the current lineup: Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Beach Club, the Boardwalk, Caribbean Beach. The Contemporary, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Old Key West, Pop Century, Port Orleans, Polynesian, Saratoga Springs, Wilderness Lodge, and the Yacht Club. So now we have representation in all three of the um, all three of the levels: deluxe, yeah. moderate, and um, value. So I mean, you got to assume that the goal here is for minivans to go to every resort. Which I'm assuming will right. happen. I mean, still nothing right. to the All Stars, which is where I feel you really need the service. It's true. <clears throat> now here's here's the thing. Um, those I did a listener did tell me that um, I think these are only the resorts that they'll pick up at, but they will drive you anywhere on property. That makes sense. Yeah, of course. I mean, they're not so like, going to be like I can't drive you there. Right? Yeah, yeah, and and as long as you're at, like, I don't think you even have to be staying at the resort to use it. You just have to be present at the resort or at one of the parks. And be right. going so- somewhere else. Like, they'll pick you up. Like, if you're going from, like, the Polynesian back to... Like, you have a Polynesian breakfast, and you go to the Polynesian breakfast, and you have to go back to the All-Stars before you go to the parks, you can take a minivan there. Instead of having to take, like, the monorail to the Magic Kingdom and then the bus from the Magic Kingdom all the way back to the All-Star, you can just take a minivan. Uh, I and what heard, did we, what'd you tell me this cost? 25 bucks. Twenty-five. I think like 25 is a lot. It, it, it is a lot, especially considering you can Uber the same distance for under 10 Right, but it's it's a Disney experience. It's a Disney themed car. It's a vetted driver. I mean, I guess there's lots of fear with Uber, like of who's driving it. Um, but you know, 
I mean, I think it depends like on the distance. Just having like my own vehicle there this past trip, which almost never happens. We we drove a lot. Like we would, you know, take it to breakfast in the morning. And I was amazed at how short those trips are. Isn't it the absolute best? Like, oh, it's be wonderful able, to be able to take your own car and like ha- just have your own car. Like, it, I mean, I know you didn't drive to the parks, but like we did a little bit. Oh, that's the greatest thing in the world when you're when when illuminations lets out and everyone's cramming over to those yeah. buses and you're just like, I'm going to walk to my car. The only time it doesn't like I said, always say the only time it doesn't help you at all is Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, when Heather took the kids back to Epcot because I was really sick, they drove. Which oh, okay. worked out great because they left late and they didn't have to worry about getting a bus. We drove to Animal Kingdom because we went really early because we wanted to do Pandora. Ah, uh, okay. So we got there before the bus crowds got there. And then the real handy for us was that uh, we, for our poly breakfast and for our contemporary breakfast, we drove to both resorts and then just went over into Magic Kingdom. Like from the monorail, so it worked out great. That's great, uh, but there's but that's what I'm saying. There's such short trips, man. I couldn't imagine spending twenty five bucks each way of one of those trips. Well, so for me to, um, I I heard a um I heard a rumor that for like a set amount of money you can actually get the minivans to take you to the airport. Okay. Um, and I didn't know if that was true or not, but I actually I live like five minutes from the Orlando airport now, and so to get to my girlfriend's house, I actually cut through the airport. Um, okay. And yesterday when I was cutting through the airport, coming back from seeing her, I saw a minivan at the airport. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's true. Like, hmm. So I can't confirm or deny whether or not the minivans can take you to the airport. But I'm saying that I think it's at least a um, possibility that they do it. I wonder why you would do that, though, instead of just Magical Express. I mean, if you're staying at a resort and have the minivan option, you also have the Magical Express option. Well, this is true, but a lot of people don't like the limited um, time frame that you can get with the Magical Express. I've heard from a lot of people that complain about, I don't want to get to the airport four hours early, and Magical Express is making me leave four hours early. Uh, So, I find that the, the windows for the Magical Express aren't always... Like wonderful. I remember yeah, one time we were we were there and we were there right on time waiting for our bus and like a bus pulls up and we're like this is us and they were like no you're not on the next one you're on the one after that those buses were so backed oh. up that at my like you know three o'clock bus or whatever it was that was actually like the two o'clock bus wow so I mean that can be a problem yeah definitely so you know I hope that the minivans do that but I'll tell you one thing it's not twenty five bucks to go to the airport. <laughs> No, no way. Um, I would assume somewhere in the in the range of 75, 80. I mean, it's but like, I've taken a cab to the airport. It, what'd you pay? I like ninety? I didn't. Yeah, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but we were actually they gave us the wrong time for Magical Express, oh. and I realized this as we got there. I'm like, wow, this is like cutting it really close. But I thought maybe they didn't because so many people complained about being there so early. I'm like, oh, maybe they kind of just like slowed down the windows and. I'm like, I realized it was so short because this is another time when the bus that showed up was not our bus. We were on the next one. I'm like, oh, we don't have that kind of time. I was like, Heather, get the bags. We're just getting in. We're getting uh-huh. in a cab. And I'm like, can we get a cab? Like our Magical Express time is like nowhere near our flight time. And I right. just saw a manager. This is at Caribbean Beach. I see a manager in the back of the bellhop thing stand up. Like her ears were like attuned to like <laughs> anyone saying anything. She stood up came walk out of the building and she was just like did you change your flight time at all and i'm like no i'm like this has always been our flight time and she's like okay and she like looked at it she's like i'll be right back don't go anywhere ran inside came back outside got one of the taxi guys at the time uh-huh. gave him like a voucher 
And she's like, he's going to take you to the airport. Wow. Like, we didn't have to pay or anything. My guest dissatisfaction sense is tingling. Like, that would have been like it a $90 was, cab ride. Right. But it was awesome because she was just like, bing, like, th- these people need help. And, like, stood up and, you know, took us right. Th- it was a little bit like The Amazing Race because this guy dropped us at the airport. We ran inside the airport, <laughs> never sat down, handed our tickets. And the first time we sat down was actually in the plane. <laughs> the first act of Home Alone. Dun, 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 it was a little crazy. But you're not a terrible parent, so you didn't lose your child. We did leave one behind. No, like, just kidding. Like the McAllisters. Um, okay, so Disney Springs news. We got some Disney Springs news this week. The Hollywood Observatory, a.k.a. Planet Hollywood, has filed a permit that many believe is for a quick service restaurant. Huh. I think that's a game changer. No formal announcement from Disney or Planet Hollywood yet on this. Uh, they, have, they have, though, filed a permit for interior alteration for a new restaurant within an existing restaurant. That sounds like a quick service location. How would you do it? I don't know where you'd put it. Uh, it's, I feel like it's kind of going to be like what Morimoto does with Morimoto Street Food. Okay. All I can tell you, dude, is if they have, um, if they've got the uh, Captain Crunch breaded uh, chicken tenders, I'm there all the time. Oh, they have to. That's got you. I would think that'd be like one of their bigger sellers. Yeah, Blaze Pizza, and I might have to go on a break if like that's the case. Right. Okay, so moving ahead, we have no resort news this week, no water park news, but we do have some Magic Kingdom news sponsored by Beyond the Wisdom of Walt, the new book by Jeffrey Barnes, uh, who will be coming on the show very soon to discuss the book. Uh, you can take a look at the Walt Disney's dream of building Walt Disney World and how you can apply those lessons to your daily life. Check out more at thewisdomofwalt.com or get it on Amazon in both uh, Kindle or paperback paperback and audiobook format or read it for free on kindle unlimited uh be our guest is changing its menu did you hear about this i do and i like it It, i like it too it's a prefix menu now and i didn't like it at first but i i feel that like it's actually a decent price for what you get i do too so it's gonna be a three-course dinner where you get appetizer entree and a personal dessert platter which you, you gotta figure you know includes the gray stuff I can't imagine they're going to change that at all. Yeah, if it, yeah, that's like their signature thing. Uh, right. So pricing is $55 for adults and $35 for kids, which for an appetizer entree dessert, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, no word yet on what this is going to mean for dining plan, but many are surmising that this is going to bring Be Our Guest up to a two-credit meal. I thought I heard it was officially a two-credit meal. I didn't read that. I didn't see that in the thing that I read, but I've heard a lot of rumor and innuendo that it's going to be a, a two-credit meal. I will say this. I would like to do this. Um, I might do it, but then next time I go. However, I would never use two meal credits on this. No, you just pay the 55 bucks for yeah. you and have Just my philosophy. And... I would rather, you know, take that, you know, do I think meal credits, I feel like meal credits are worth to me like 35 bucks each. Yeah. That's like my like value that I put in my head as to like what an expensive meal is like at let's say another one meal credit place. Right, a table service meal. Right. So to use them on like to use two of them on this doesn't seem worth it to me. I agree with that. Uh, so like I said, it's a three course dinner. The appetizers include French onion soup, charred octopus with citrus lace fingerling potatoes. Uh, I like octopus. You ever had octopus? Yeah, that's what I want. That's the thing that draws me the most. Yeah. I think it was Rick and Morty. I'm octopus, man. Um, pickled hearts of palm and red pepper coulis. Coulis? I don't know. It's French food. You know how I am You're with French food. Escargot with herb, butter, garlic, with, with herb, garlic, butter, and toasted grimolata, or a selection of meats and cheeses. Uh, now, if this is anything like the breakfast charcuterie board, stay away from that, because that was disgusting. 
Oh, really? Oh, it was so great. I paid $25 for a charcuterie board that was vile. I was like, I can't wow. eat any of this. Thank, thank goodness there's a basket of muffins on this table because that's what I'm going to eat. Wow. That's that's hardcore. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> entrees include a grilled center cut filet mignon um, and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> Smoked, um, you know, some seafood stuff, some tortellini, um, a, a rouge chicken, saffron infused seafood, uh, roasted lamb chops and pork tenderloin. So there you go. Yeah, I definitely want to do it. No Epcot news this week, but we we have a plethora of Animal Kingdom news this week. Is this the second time I've used the word plethora this week? I think that's okay. Uh, you think that's all right? You think I can go to the well one too many times there? Uh, because it's a plethora of plethoras? It is. It's a plethora of plethoras, and that's that's a problem. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, plethora of problems notwithstanding. The 20-year anniversary of Disney's Animal Kingdom is this year, and Disney is throwing a two-week-long party for it. The expanded Party for the Planet celebration will take place from Earth Day, April 22nd, all the way to May the 5th. Over the two-week party, uh, guests can attend conservation talks by animal care experts and participate in enhanced interactions with some of the more than 2,000 animals that make their home at the Association of Zoos and Aquariums Accredited Park. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like rhinos or, you know, like... um, tigers maybe um you know, face off against this tiger maybe like the male lion they'll bring them out and you can like pet them and ride them or it'll just be like a bunny rabbit like it normally is right but <laughs> <laughs> rafiki's planet watch will take center stage for the year-long 20th anniversary it's home to fun educational exhibits and activities that help create awareness of animal issues during the 20th anniversary rafiki's planet watch will offer backstage experiences with experts where guests can learn about animal nutrition visit the veterinary hospital and hear how disney promotes global wildlife conservation this sounds like everyday normal rafiki's planet watch well yep yeah, maybe <laughs> they've kicked it up a notch for the 20th anniversary of Epcot, Rafiki's Planet Watch is going to do exactly what it does every day. Come on down. Just to show you how great we are. <laughs> uh, guests can also com- uh, commemorate their visit to the theme park with special photo opportunities. They can step into an oversized picture frame celebrating the park's 20th anniversary. Other photo frames support Disney's Reverse the Decline, an initiative created to help protect 10 threatened animal species. One recent success of the program was the birth of two critically endangered Sumatran tiger cubs at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I actually saw those tiger cubs just the other day, and they're adorable. Yeah, you mentioned and, that. Yeah, they're, they're pouncing around and really cool. Um, just for kids is the chance to earn a limited edition badge as part of the Wilderness Explorer program. The badge is one of many that youngsters can earn by completing fun activities throughout the park. Party for the Planet will also include six different Tiffin's Talks, themed dinners hosted by animal experts at Tiffin's, the theme park's signature full-service restaurant. So, have you eaten it? You didn't eat at Tiffin's, right? No, we did not. I've heard really good things. I really would like to to try it at some point. I would like to try it too. We ate at um, Sicily Canteen. We ate that for lunch, and then for dinner we went to Yak and Yeti, which I thought was okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, it's not a, it's not Disney owned, so um, right, right, Landry's, right. Yep. Uh, the 20th anniversary fun also includes a commemorative adventure guide, limited edition merchandise, and a special edition print created by renowned Walt Disney Imagineer Joe Rohde. He will be available on April 22nd from 1 to 4 p.m. to sign prints at Discovery Trading Company. Wow, I would love to meet Joe Rohde. I mean, apparently all you need to do to meet Joe Rohde is, like, eat at Tiffin's because, like, he's always there. Really? Yeah. Um, I've heard from a bunch of our listeners who have said they've met him at Tiffin's because he's just always kind of, like, hanging out. Like, that's where he eats. Oh, man. I would, yeah, I would like to meet him. Um, 
So here are some of the other experiences and adventures rolling out in 2018 in Animal Kingdom. Um, I'm going to get to the one in a minute. Um, a Dino-tastic celebration with Donald and his friends will also premiere Memorial Day weekend in Dinoland USA. This dinosaur-themed party celebrates Donald Duck's discovery that his bird ancestors were actually dinosaurs. Dinoland USA... Okay, cool. Yeah. Dinoland USA will feature colorful new decor and playful character greetings with rarely seen pals like, like Scrooge McDuck and Launchpad McQuack. I didn't read this before I... Pete. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck is going to be an Animal Kingdom. That sounds awesome. And Launchpad. That's and Launchpad. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I've been saying that Animal Kingdom just needed one one more thing to edge it as my favorite park, and I think it just got it. Your favorite park? Yeah. It's been my second favorite for a while now, and I th- I'm th- the Magic Kingdom transportation issues are so extreme at this point because of the crowds that right. I like Animal Kingdom is really where I have the most fun. I, I can get behind that. As somebody who loves like duck characters, like this is going to be awesome. A DJ powered dance party will also mix tunes uh, from the Truckosaurus stage, capping the nighttime festivities. Oh, good, another dance party. That's exactly what we need. That's the thing you were talking about. Yep. to put them over the top. Yep. April twenty second uh, is also going to be the debut of Up, a great bird adventure, which is replacing Flights of Wonder. Yay. Yeah, um, so it's going to be Russell and Doug. They released some concept art. It's Russell and Doug and a bunch of birds. Uh, it was originally named Adventures Meet Up, a great bird adventure, but they changed the name. Yeah, I, that doesn't sound great. Yeah. Um, oh, and the most important news of the week. We have an update on the baby hippo at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Okay. His name, he is a boy. They've, they've it, officially stated he's a boy. Baby Wilson. Oh, no, wouldn't that have been great? Yes. Uh, no, but Wilson doesn't have time for such frivolities. Um, he's he's busy. He's like the like I realize that like because like I kind of like listen to like the Wilson thing on the TV going in there, and he's mm-hmm. like, "It is my job to make sure that these animals are okay." Like so, I'm like, "Wait a minute!" Like Wilson's like Jungle Batman. Like he's just like punching poachers in the neck all day. Right. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> like could you imagine? Like. <laughs> The poachers are like going after the elephants, but like Wilson's like like rustling through the bushes and like where are you? And he's like yeah, and then like and then like this all you know, <laughs> he's hanging upside down like with the bats. Um, okay, so he is a boy and his name is Baby Augustus. Oh, that's a cool name. Yeah, someone who works in Animal Kingdom mentioned to me that he's Augustus uh, because he was so like overweight when he was born. Okay, because uh, he's Augustus Gloop from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because you know they usually give them like African names or Asian names or you know like Egyptian names for the hippos because they're from they're Nile hippos. Right. Um But yeah, no baby Augustus, and I have seen him. He wasn't out there. He's apparently been more active lately. He's been swimming around a lot. He, uh, him and his him and his mother. It's like when you go in, and you see the full hippo bloat, um, like in the water. You probably won't see Augustus with them because Augustus and his mother kind of like stay off to the side away from others. Like the right. apparently the mother is very territorial about him, and she doesn't let a lot of people near him. Or people by people I mean hippos, right? So I mean, you know, we're in a, we're in a very delicate couple of years right now with Augustus and I because you know we've got only a couple of years before he becomes a full blown, you know, killing machine hippopotamus, and then I don't like him anymore. I'm pretty sure he could kill you now, probably. Yeah, well, I don't know. He I don't know what he weighs right now, but when he was born, he was like a hundred something pounds. So you think it'd be more of a fair fight? I th- I feel like right now I could probably spin kick him and take him. 
<laughs> but like like one on one, I feel like it'd be okay. But like give him a year or two, and I feel like th- this matchup becomes like severely one sided. Okay, I feel like if you were to attempt a spin kick, Wilson would be there to put you down. <laughs> he just catch my leg and throw me into the water. Yeah, <laughs> justice be done. Okay, so Hollywood Studio. <laughs> Just picturing the step away from the baby hippopotamus. <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine if like Augustus is like the hippo wonder, and like he wears a little Robin costume and like fights crime with Wil- with Bat Wilson? I think it, it would be a slow trek. <laughs> well, maybe they'll get like the Bat Cycle kind of thing, like with the little sidecar that Augustus. Yeah, it's, like can... a, it's like a hippo sized sidecar. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, Burt Ward was probably about 150 pounds. Like, like, like what? Like Augustus, like, you know, yeah, he... he was spry like a gazelle. Was Burt Ward really spry though? Well, Robin is. Yeah. But like, remember that? Remember, well, totally off time, but remember that 66 Batman episode where they cross paths with the green Hornet and Kato? Yeah, of course. And and you get Burt Ward versus Bruce Lee at one point. You're just like <laughs> they're like Burt Ward should be dead. <laughs> okay, Hollywood Studios news. We have a new studios guide map which shows Toy Story Land. Oh, nice. Yeah, but it's blacked out. Like it's it's like the lights are like dimmed over it and it has like the big Toy Story Land um logo over it that says coming opening June 30th. Now, is it true that there are Toy Story Land commercials on television? Uh, I haven't seen that because I don't have like cable. I don't like watch regular TV. I thought my son told me this, and I'm like, "Wow, really cool!" I, I you know what? I want to say that I've I've seen like something on like YouTube or something like like a YouTube commercial for it or something like that, like mm. before a video. Okay. Uh, but I don't remember 100. percent The operating hours for Hollywood Studios have been extended for Toy Story Land. Uh, opening day on June 30th, the park will be open from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. On uh, starting in July for the entire month, the park will open at 8 a.m. and close at 10 p.m. Extra wow. magic. Yeah. Early morning extra magic hours will uh, take place for Hollywood Studios every day in July at 7 a.m. Now, are we um, like psyched up about Toy Story Land? Not really. I mean, it's, no, it's right. a new thing, so it's cool. But like, yeah, I'm like the, the rides are like, you know, it's funny because like people had this like averse reaction to the rides not being for toddlers. But you know, I feel like the rides aren't for adults. Like the Slinky Dog Coaster looks yeah, kind of fun. Um, which, I mean, it's fun. You know, like it's cool to have something for kids like like Abby's age and Ethan's age. Um, and it, I say it's cool like it's an innovative concept. Of course, like Disney should have rides for them, you know, more so than anybody else. And we can, st- I think we're, we'll still be able to enjoy them. I don't foresee myself spending a lot of time in Toy Story Land, though, because I feel like it's going to be so crowded with not a lot of payoff. You know, that's in the, the thing. I I feel like you're not getting much. Like I look at the um, like there's that little LGM ride. Yeah, I don't know. It just looks like whatever to me. Like I would never even need to do that one. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. I, I feel like the theming will be cool. Um, there might be. I think there's gonna be some like cool character interactions and stuff like that. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, the we got some new um, concept art for the Star Wars Resort. This is, I saw this. This is what we like. Um, it, l- it looks truly amazing. There was that one picture where it had a window in the ceiling where you see like yep. ships are flying by overhead. Like, ugh, unbelievable. Another one of the guest rooms. Uh, Disney released a statement that says the immerse, um, the immersive experience offered at this hotel will stand out among all of our resorts around the globe. 
As you can see, families visiting this resort will board a starship alive with characters and stories that unfold around them during their voyage through the galaxy, and every window has a view of space. The resort will also be seamlessly connected to the highly anticipated Star Wars Galaxy's Edge land at Disney's Hollywood Studios, allowing guests a complete Star Wars experience. Guests visiting the resort will be welcome to participate as a resident of the galaxy by dressing in Star Wars-inspired attire. How many people do you think are really doing that? Well, here's my thing. I don't like how I'm I'm really scared of how expensive this is going to be. Cuz now you're adding, oh, I, you're adding clothing into this? Like do you keep the clothes at the end? Like like what happens here? Oh, I think the clothing is an optional purchase. You think it's a you think it's an add-on? Yeah, of course. But wouldn't it take other people out of it for like you to be walking around in like a like a Grover t-shirt? Doesn't shorts? matter, I'm telling you. That, but that's what I'm saying to you. So you think it's a requirement that you have to wear this? Of course it's not. So 10-year-old Kevin gets his parents to take him here. Is your dad dressing up as a uh, oh, no, 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 service no, no, worker? No, absolutely no, of course not. He's not. <laughs> but is he going to take his kids to go and do this? Of course. Yeah, yeah. But, but he's not... He's not wearing anything different than he was going to wear today anyway. Like, I think this might legitimately be, like, a $2,000 a night experience. Like, I'm really worried about how expensive this is going to be, that it's going to be so expensive that I'm never going to be able to do it. I wouldn't care if it was crazy expensive if it was something that was really intended to be done in, like, let's say two nights. Where, But I also feel like it's not going to be, like, you know, like, at the resorts, it's usually, like, X amount per night per room. Uh, for like you know four to five people but i feel like this is going to have a per person charge because hmm. i think like, there's individual things that are happening here and you know i'm sure meals if it's this immersive of an experience meals have to be included in it right i don't know i mean you're not gonna eat in the park is that what they want you to do maybe i don't know i don't know there's so many unanswered questions about this so we will we will find out in time though all right so ready to take a quick commercial break Yep. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network, and we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave you're likely to pay less and get more and what's better than that Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney cruise line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. 
Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. All Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. How do you go from dreaming to doing? Walt Disney never stopped dreaming about the future, and neither should you. Learn how you can use Walt Disney's final dream of Epcot, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, to see your own dreams come true. In Beyond the Wisdom of Walt, a new book by Jeffrey A. Barnes, you are challenged to transform your life by applying the lessons that Walt Disney, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and Epcot teach us. In the follow-up to his best-selling book, The Wisdom of Walt, Barnes takes us on a magical journey through the history of Disney in Florida, beginning with Walt's decision to do a sequel to Disney. Learn how the parks continue to change and thrive today, and how you can too. Beyond the Wisdom of Walt is a story that teaches us how to create a vision for our dreams, cope with change, leave a lasting legacy, and so much more. Whether you love Disney, Disneyland, or Walt Disney World, or just need a little inspiration and insight that Walt Disney had, you will find a whole new world of magical possibilities for your own life within Beyond the Wisdom of Walt. After reading this book, you'll want to start applying a little of that Disney magic to your life right away. Please, folks, check it out over at thewisdomofwalt.com. You can find it also on Amazon.com in Kindle format, hardcover, paperback, or audiobook. Also, listen to it on Kindle Unlimited. Hi there. This is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Are you ready for a dad's take on Disney? Well, look no further than the Disney Dads Podcast. We dive into so many... Hold up, hold up, Justin. It's not just for Disney dads. We can look at Disney from every perspective and all are welcome. 
we take a dive into Disney history, Disney attractions, Disney movies, and so much more. You're exactly right, Jason. And everyone can find us at www.disneydadspodcast.com. On the website, you can find all of our social media. You can also find our SoundCloud channel, where you can leave your browser open and listen to hours of Disney Park sounds and Disney music. Also, we'd love for you to give us a call. Our phone number is 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. Leave us a message. Tell us a little bit about your Disney passions, and we can't wait to get to know you a little bit better. Justin, hold up. Don't forget they can send us a text at the exact same number. Yeah, definitely. Get a hold of us. Send us a text message. You got something on your mind about Disney? We can't wait to hear about it. From the Disney Dads, we hope you have a magical day, an incredible week, and always keep it Disney. Folks, one of the greatest thrills we get at Walt Disney World is meeting characters. Disney does a great job of providing a series of wonderful characters who meet and greet on a daily basis throughout all four of the theme parks. But where can you find them? How can you ensure you won't miss out? Which current meet and greet characters provide the best experience? We want you to truly maximize your character time. So this week, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are going through the Walt Disney World 2018 Character Guide. And the e-ticket attraction this week is brought to you by the Disney Dads Podcast for a great take from three dads who love Disney and bring their families all the time. Check them out over on iTunes uh, and, on, um, and on Podbean as well. Disney Dads Podcast, really, really great. Couldn't recommend it enough. All right, Pete, so this is a near and dear to your heart um, e-ticket attraction. I do love characters, mm-hmm. which is funny. I it, it, I have to ask you this question first. Where do you stand on fast passes for, for characters? Ooh. See? I'm a believer in it, but I know a lot of people aren't. I feel like when you have kids, it's almost a necessity, especially with that Talking Mickey, because Talking Mickey can have wait times of up to an hour, you know? Yeah. So for things like Talking Mickey, I think, yeah, character fast passes, absolutely. I don't know if it, many, uh, and the Epcot character spot you can do as well, but because there's not a lot of other, there's not a lot of little kid rides in Epcot. So right, fast passing the character spot is kind of a no-brainer. I, I, I think I've done it as long as they've offered it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of this. Can you fast pass uh, Mickey and Minnie in Animal Kingdom? I think you yes. can, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've done that also. I don't think there's any character. Can you? There are fast pass locations set up for Chewbacca and Kylo Ren, but they've never made fast pass available for it. Which is funny, considering uh, so few fast passable options. I know, right? At studios, there are so many options in general. You know, so few, <laughs> so few options. Yet it's still tiered. Okay, so where do you want to start? I mean, Magic Kingdom's got the most. I would say Animal Kingdom's got the least. Um. I want to do Hollywood Studios last because there's some like new stuff that we can talk about. Right. So you want to start it at um, Animal Kingdom, Epcot? Why don't we start at, start at Epcot? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Epcot. First, so the way this is going to work, folks, we're going to go through all the characters that you can currently meet and greet at Walt Disney World as of today, uh, February 27th, 2018. Uh, now, the lineup of characters doesn't change that often. Here and there, like a character gets taken out and a new character gets put in. But if you're planning a trip this summer, I'm fairly certain that this is this list will be pretty accurate as to what you're going to experience but so right. we're going to tell you where you can find these characters um 
And if we've met them before, we'll give you some personal experience and stories about them. So uh, in Epcot, right away, we have Alice from Alice in Wonderland in the UK Pavilion and World Showcase. Now, I really like meeting these characters in their World Showcase pavilions. I do, too. I remember spending one like whole morning one time just doing characters. That's really awesome. I love that because, you know, in... A lot of the princesses are and, and characters, they're all in the different places where you can normally find them, like where, where their story's origin was. Right. Yeah, that's usually how it is. That's why Snow White's in Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Aurora. And yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, so Alice in the UK Pavilion. Have your kids met Alice? Yeah. Yep. I really enjoy Alice as a character. I really, it's, it's a fun, very British uh, kind of experience. Yeah, she's a little crazy. I like that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do, too. You can meet Alice in two different places. She's in Epcot. She's also in the Magic Kingdom, which we'll get to in a little bit. But this, um, in so in Epcot, you meet her right across from where the Yorkshire Fish uh, County Fish Shop is. She's yep. right across the path there. Um, right across from like usually there's like a topiary of like tea and stuff like that right across from her. It's like this little walkway that you go into um, that kind of overlooks the spot where you can see British Revolution in the back there. Now, the UK Pavilion used to have Winnie the Pooh and Tigger as well, but they do not anymore. I remember. They were, like, in the toy store. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, because I had that really cool moment with Winnie the Pooh one time where I was doing the Perry the Platypus adventure, and I was off, like, there's one, like, in the in the place where you spot British Revolution normally, there's one of the clues is, like, off into the corner there by a cast member's only door, and I'm, like, doing the clue, and, you know, like, you hear Doofenshmirtz, like, ah, there you are, like, you know... And, Doing, it's just any excuse to do the defense rinse voice again. Uh, and the cast member door opened up while I was doing it. Oh, and I remember the, the, the window was filling up with water. And the door opened up and Pooh Bear walked out. And he stopped and watched the window fill up with me. And, like, scratched his head, like, looking at me, like, asking what was happening. And I told him it was classified and he covered his eyes and walked away. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it was, like, a fun little character interaction. But, yeah, I realized when I was going through the list today, like, I had no idea he didn't meet and greet anymore. Um... <clears throat> All right, so moving along from Alice, we have Anna and Elsa over at the Arendelle Pavilion, a.k.a. the Norway Pavilion. Yep. They have a really, they of all the meet and greet locations in World Showcase, they definitely have the best because it was built specifically for them. Yeah, I, I'm upset I didn't get a chance to go in there. I would have liked to have seen what it's like in there. It's supposed to be like their summer cottage. Yep. Um, That's kind of like the storyline they use there. And so it's... um. Like, it's not in the main area where, like, you would go to get on the Frozen attraction, but it's right outside the gift shop. Uh, they have, like, a Frozen gift shop right there. And right. The, um, so as you're moving through Norway toward, um, toward like, China. Is China the next one after Norway? I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So as you're moving, like, towards the China-Mexico area, uh, it's the last thing you encounter in Norway is on and Elsa's Mean You can't miss it. Uh, Baymax... Have your kids met Baymax? Yeah, Baymax is big. We we have done it in the past. We didn't do it this last time just because we had already done it. But I love the photos for Baymax because it really does look like... Heroes Workshop. Kind of, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so Baymax can be found... Baymax from Big Hero 6, uh, the lovable robot, can be found in Epcot on uh, the former Interventions. Over at, they built like a Heroes Workshop for him there. Uh, I love Baymax. I think he's such a cool character. He looks so cool. I love that he blinks. It used to be Baymax and Hero together, but Hero doesn't meet and greet anymore. Yeah, we did. We got it when it was the two of them, but that was back in the old Hollywood Studios yeah. character locations, mm-hmm. which are now gone. Uh, but Hollywood Studios used to be the place to go to get like the character from like the new yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, that's what we always did. Usually, you can, as long as it's not like a like a character that Universal has rights to, you can usually catch the Marvel character there, but you know. 
So, uh, speaking of which, Star-Lord and Baby Groot can be found over at Walt Disney One Man's Dream. Did you do this uh, this one last time? I did, of course. Such a cool meet and greet, right? It is. I mean, it's a, it's a excuse to get a picture of Baby Groot because yeah. the Star-Lords are usually uh, hit or miss. Yeah, no, I agree. I had a really good Star-Lord the one time, but like nobody actually cares about Star-Lord, except no. for maybe some of the moms. But like, um, no, you're there to get a picture with Baby Groot. Yeah, you're totally there to get a picture of Baby Groot. Like, I feel like people like push star lord out of the picture and just like get down with baby groot and like put a thumbs up um and folks get that get that baby Groot picture soon because i have a feeling it's not gonna be around much longer possible i, I think that black panther's gonna gonna step in okay wakanda forever though wouldn't that black panther meet and greet be awesome in the africa pavilion the africa uh section of animal kingdom yeah that would be cool that'd be awesome i mean i have heard um many people have been uh have been saying tear down pandora build wakanda <laughs> oh, that's funny. But uh, I'd be down for it. I mean, I love Pandora, but Wakanda's awesome. Right. All right, so Belle. You can meet Belle in the France Pavilion on the promenade. So as you're moving through France toward um, Morocco, there's a little offshoot by the water. It's like a little trail, and that's where Belle meets in her provincial outfit. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that, that's been around for a long time. Yeah, I really enjoy this Belle meet and greet experience. It's it's Me too. I, I like getting her in her blue outfit. Yeah, and because, like, you know, like, I feel like that's more like the real Belle is like the provincial outfit. Rather, and I, I like the yellow dress and all that, but I feel like, like it's really like what she'd prefer to wear if you were to ask Belle would be the blue dress. Right. But I actually, my girlfriend, who is essentially modern day Belle, we met Belle at that location and like my girlfriend's like, she's not like super like she's, she likes Disney and she loves going to Disney world, but she's not like a, she, she's never fallen to pieces before over a Disney character until that day. Oh, Belle was the one. Yeah. Belle was the one. And we were standing there in line and she was just like, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. And I'm going to say this, this, this and that. And I'm like, okay, all right, let's get up there. And we got up there and she just froze. Like, she said nothing that she was going to say. It was really, oh, really awesome. Funny. I got to watch, like, the magic of Disney, like, in my girlfriend's eyes, and it was, like, really, really cool. I That's enjoyed. neat. Yeah, it was a nice moment. Um, at Christmas time, I met Belle um, with my friend Samantha. We met her actually over in the gardens in France, and she was wearing her Christmas outfit, her, like, huh. Christmas dress from the Christmas special. All right, Daisy Duck meets people in Future World over at Legacy Plaza West. Now, what is that? That is where you can uh, leave. That's where you used to be able to leave a legacy. Pete's favorite thing. Yep. It's the, <laughs> the pillars of nonsense. There is um, uh, someone told me, uh, my girlfriend actually told me a, a story from there where like they she asked about leaving a legacy. Right. <laughs> and the cast were just completely deadpan. She goes, I'm sorry, there are no more legacies to be left. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. So Daisy meets uh, right as you walk in, as you walk through the Leave a Legacy, which kind of looks like a futuristic Stonehenge almost. Uh, you walk around that fountain, and Daisy's off to your right hand side. Uh, there's like a little um, character meet and greet area that has like it's like right off to the right of Spaceship Earth, and it's got like a picture of Spaceship Earth on it. Yep, Pluto used to. I meet like there. that area. Yeah, Pluto used to be there also. Yeah. We've met Goofy there back in the day. Yeah, they, they swap that out periodically. Uh, I like it. It's normally kind of like a classic Disney character. Now, Donald Duck meeting over in the Mexico Pavilion right outside the pyramid. If you are doing World Showcase going counterclockwise, so you're starting with Mexico, as you walk past the pyramid, it'll be off to your left-hand side. There's a little alcove there with with, uh, Donald, and he's wearing – he's in his three caballeros outfit. He's wearing a – he's wearing a serape. Wouldn't that be if you're doing it clockwise? No, counterclockwise. No, clockwise. You're right. 
Right. Sorry. It's early. Okay. <laughs> um, I read clocks backwards. Uh, I only read digital clocks. Yeah, you're going you're going clockwise around World Showcase. So you're, you're you're starting. You get to World Showcase Promenade and you go off to the left and you're going clockwise like a reasonable adult would know. Uh, <laughs> so. Donald's wearing his serape and his uh, sombrero in full three caballeros garb, and it's it's really cool. It's a really neat little meet and greeter. I like I really like that little set that they have for him there. Me too. I told you we did that one time. And it started to rain, and we were a little upset because we had waited the whole time. Uh-huh. We were like two people from, or I think we we're actually the next people to go. And a cast member had a giant Donald-sized umbrella and walked Donald inside to mm-hmm. the actual pavilion, and we took the pictures in there. Oh, so wow. I wonder, what, do they, what do they do if it's an outdoor location? They must have a backup plan, but that, that's what they do. They, they have a secondary spot, because I've done that with Bell also. That's really awesome. Yep. I like that. Goofy. You can meet Goofy at the Epcot character spot, which is, um, you know, where it's kind of like a, the centralized location. You can fast pass it. Um, right. So yeah, the Epcot character spot is uh, where you'd go for a Goofy, and it's classic Goofy. So it's Goofy in like his orange shirt and his yellow vest and his hat and his you know blue pants and the Goofy we all know and love. Joy right. and sadness from uh, Inside Out. Uh, Currently, my favorite one at Epcot right now. Really, I really like their set. They're they're in their headquarters. That's beautiful. It's yeah. actually right next to Baymax. Yes. Like you can literally see Baymax from the line for Joy and Sadness. Yep. So like they're all they're all in the former intervention. So they they've created like they've kind of like annexed a part of what used to be interventions and turned it into two character spots one of which is heroes workshop and the other is the headquarters for joy and sadness i've actually i've not actually met them was it a cool experience it's a great experience you know i'll say because it's tucked back there a little bit the line isn't super long although i would say the line doesn't move extremely swift only because joy and sadness take their time with the guests i like that they do that though I do too. They were great with my kids. I know my friends just went and they got engaged. So uh, Joy set up like a whole like wedding. Oh, like dear. when they were there, they have like the greatest pictures in the world just from like, uh, you know, Joy and Sadness doing all this stuff. It was pretty cool. Someone told me that they thought, now I don't know if you know anything about this, but I, if you propose like in a character meet and greet spot, like you drop down on one knee and pull out a ring, the character will like jump out of the picture. Huh. I've heard that. I don't I don't know if it's true or not, but somebody said to me like, "Oh, I think this is what happens." And I was just like, "Really?" Like I, so if anyone knows, I would love to hear like if you have inside knowledge of that because I'm really curious and I would love to know like why. So, you know, once you're already engaged, they'll take pictures with you, you know, forever, but like they won't be part of your proposal. Huh. <clears throat> Interesting. So uh, Mary Poppins uh, greets in the UK pavilion. So Mary Poppins and Alice kind of share an area and they, they alternate. So Alice leaves, Mary Poppins come, uh, comes in. Right. Uh, Mickey and Minnie can be found at the Epcot character spot along with Goofy. And this is the only place now where you can get classic Mickey. Interesting. In his but tuxedo. An, easy, an yeah. easy way to get him. Yeah. I mean, you know, otherwise you have to climb to the top of Spaceship Earth. Right. I still love that shot when he was like standing in his classic gear oh, on top yeah. of Spaceship Earth waving. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Uh, Minnie Mouse also in her classic attire. I think it's the only place you can get her in her classic attire as well. Huh. Interesting. Epcot's like the place to go for classic attire, except for Donald. Right. So Mulan can be found in the China Pavilion at the Temple of Heaven. I've done this. It's pretty cool. Where, which, where, which one is the Temple of Heaven? Because I've actually never done this one. And is it like the big, like, temple that's there, like the big, like, round thing? 
you know, it's like right off to the side of that. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Pluto can be found at the World Showcase Friendship Ambassador Gazebo. So this is where you used to be able to get Duffy. Yeah, a little bit of a... Me too. I mean, I've never... Honestly, I've never gone in for a character meet and greet there since Duffy just because... It's it's too sore of a subject. Absolutely. Do they still have like they used to have the Duffy book there? You know, no. it was like a fake book. That's all gone. I'm pretty sure that's gone. I, I'm I'm with you. But they've like because so they've had Pluto there. They've had Daisy there. Um, but yeah, nobody's ever like you know equaled the Duff. I know. I don't get it. I don't know. Other than the fact he was there for so long, I don't know why. Uh, why they gotta do away with the Duffy? Yeah. The last one, Princess Aurora, who can be found in the fragrance gardens of. France. Yep. Um, now, I didn't see when I looked. I I got I pulled so the fragrance gardens. If you're going into the France Pavilion, like you're looking at the Eiffel Tower, the gardens are off to your right hand side. Uh, so you go around there. Her line. Uh, there's like a little gazebo area where she meets and greets. The line kind of wraps around. Um, you know, going more towards the back there. Um, that's where I met Christmas Time Bell. I I right. got I got these from um my Disney experience today, and I did not see Aladdin and Jasmine in um morocco morocco maybe they're not there i i feel like they i feel like i saw the sign like last time i was there so aladdin and jasmine are normally meeting and greeting in the morocco pavilion again i'm not 100 percent sure if they're they're gone for some reason uh but you know they are usually there as well and i do love aladdin and jasmine as a meet and greet we'll talk about that more when we get to magic kingdom right you want to go to magic kingdom next or you want to go to animal kingdom I'm going to say let's go to Magic Kingdom. All right. Let's go to Magic Kingdom. This is where we're going to spend a lot of time. Uh, Magic Kingdom, right away, Aladdin and Jasmine. They're over in Adventureland, right outside the magic carpets of Aladdin. Um, So they're right across from where you'd get a Dole Whip. So you can, you know, get your Dole Whip and pop into line to see them. Or while you're in line to see them, mobile order your Dole Whip. It'll be ready by the time you're done. Depending on the line size. Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, you you, you tell the mobile app when you're ready to pick up. Right, right. <clears throat> but then you, you know it's not like you're you're then not trading one line for another. It's efficiency, Peter Mandel. That's what we're striving for here. It's I like efficiency. that. Um, you know uh, the Aladdin. So the Aladdin Jasmine meet and greet. I really like the little um, like Arabian like setup they have for them there. Yeah, it's a neat little uh, area for pictures, yep. and it's a perfect setting for them too because the magic carpets of Aladdin is right there. With that spitting camel. With that spitting camel, yeah. So if you're if you're looking at the spitting camel, like if you're coming in that way from Main Street USA, you're gonna bear to your right to go around. If you're coming from like by pirates, you're gonna bear to your left around Magic Carpets of Aladdin to find them. Yeah, Alice. I will say that that uh, that, that Aladdin Jasmine does have a wait sometimes. It does. It's one of the so like if yeah if you know it's coming up at one o'clock, you might want to get there a little early and jump on that line. I absolutely agree. And yeah, the My Disney Experience app also has times for all these characters, which do vary day by day. So it's always right. good to check when they're going to be there. And also remember that sometimes you'll see them out there, and if there's a cast member standing at the very end of the line, there's a good chance that line is closed. Like so- sometimes you'll see a character, and you'll be like, "Oh, sweet, they're they're like you know, there's like no line, there's only like three people, but there's a cast member standing at the end of the line. That's because that line is not yeah. anymore." I always ask anyway, but you're right. Yeah. Um, and you should always ask, you because sometimes the cast member just hangs out back there and kind of throws you off. But there is a chance that the line will be closed. Right. Alice is over in Fantasyland by the teacups. Now I've Makes seen, sense. yeah, I've seen her at some events and stuff like that. Have like the Tweedles with her, 
or the Mad Hatter or the Rabbit. So sometimes it, the rap, yeah. yeah, sometimes it varies, but uh, you're you're definitely gonna get Alice. It's right there. Um, so it's right between uh, the spinning teacups and the Cheshire Cafe. So it's kind of like this perfect little triangle of Alice in Wonderland. Anastasia and Drizella, the stepsisters of Cinderella, they meet in Fantasyland over by those big arches that look like Cinderella Castle. Right. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen them. Do, I've seen seen them meet there, and sometimes they swap with the fairy godmother. It's dependent on the day. Right. So, but it's always that little area, and it's a pretty decent little area for meet and greets. Sometimes Lady Tremaine, the stepmother, is with the stepsisters as well. The stepsisters will also periodically because now this meet and greet area, so it's right beyond the um, the carousel. If you're coming like from where Cinderella Castle is, it's right beyond the carousel and it's kind of off diagonally to your right. Sometimes the stepsisters will then ride the carousel with the guests. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I would like that. My friend told my friend Samantha was in Disneyland and she told me that Belle and Beast rode the carousel together in in Disneyland. And Gaston was outside the carousel, like where all the people were, and he was running around the carousel as it was going around, yelling at them. That's gotta be awesome. That's so. I, I wish I could see things like that. I love that. Ariel, the Little Mermaid, greets in Fantasyland at Ariel's Grotto. She has her own like custom meet and greet location. It's like an undersea cave. Really cool. You're meeting her as a mermaid. Um, really, really great meet and greet location. I'm pretty sure there. that's fast passable, right? I want to say yes. Um, it, it it can have a weight too. Yeah, so, no, that's what I'm saying. Like for a lot of people, you know, I can remember like, when my daughter was little and, you know, meeting Ariel's kind of a big thing going to Disney World. Totally. Um, so that's one that has does kind of have a long wait sometimes. So possible fast pass if Ariel is like your character of choice. Yeah, and it's perfect for like, again, I'm not 100% sure that you can fast pass it, but um, it's it's per- a perfect thing to do right after you get out of Voyage of the Little Mermaid because they are one building together. So Prince Eric's Castle has uh, Voyage of the Little Mermaid on the left-hand side, and then on the right-hand side, as you move towards Storybook Circus, has the aerial meet-and-greet. Buzz Lightyear, greeting in Tomorrowland. Uh, right outside Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin. Between Space Ranger Spin and Carousel of Progress is where you'll find him. Also gets a pretty decent weight, but I think yeah. it's so exposed. I think so many people who are on TTA or um, Oh, totally. I, I think they're like, oh, look, it's Buzz. Because, I mean, that line that line goes, you know, pretty. Also, when you're exiting uh, Space Ranger Spin, it is right there. Yes, so most people I just jump right on that line. It's right outside the um, the gift shop where you exit through for Space Ranger Spin. So you go through, you see your pictures, you come out, and then right there on your right-hand side is Buzz Lightyear, uh, which is a perfect thing to do right after you get out of the ride. And like you right. said, it is very exposed. It's one of the most visible character meet-and-greet locations in the Magic, in all of Disney World, I think. Yeah, easily. He's, like, so out there. Um, now, um, so, you know, uh, I noticed one thing in a lot of the attractions, you now need a magic band to get your pictures. Huh? Really? Yeah. Because like a uh, dinosaur, for instance, they close down the scanning thing where you can get your pictures. Hmm. So it has to immediately go to the RFID. Here's the problem. I did dinosaur over the weekend. I don't have that picture. It, it did, never showed up. It on didn't your work. I never got the, and I couldn't scan for it. That's a bummer. So now I, I mean, don't even, yeah, now I don't trust I this process. Scan- even when uh, yeah. when it did go straight, just totally. Yeah. Chip and Dale, Main Street, USA, are right in front of Town Square. Like right when you walk in that little area by the flag, so they're right there in front of you. Uh, right. C- Cinderella beats in Fantasyland in Princess Fairytale Hall. Uh, <clears throat> you can't miss Princess Fairytale Hall, folks. It's right by the carousel. Uh, if you're coming from Cinderella Castle, it'll be on your right hand side. Daisy Duck in Storybook Circus over at Pete Silly Sideshow, and I believe she's some yep. kind of like fortune teller, right? Yes, she is. Yep. 
Elena of Avalor again, Princess Fairy Tale Hall. Have you guys met Elena? No, my kids have no interest. Oh, okay. I've tried. If we were to do a top ten character meet and greets, our next one might be my number one, Gaston in Fantasyland at Gaston's Tavern. Yeah, I wish he was a little bit in a better spot. Yeah, I mean the tavern He's is in a little tucked in corner over there. But... He is. It's like a it's like a little alcove right there, right outside the right between the tavern and the and the shop right there. Um, but you know it's usually a decent sized line too, and they don't keep that line open for very long. Uh, Gaston has gone viral for a bunch of videos like when he did the push-up contest and the arm wrestling yep. with the little girl. You can't do that stuff with him anymore, folks, so don't even bother to ask. Um, you know, sometimes you can approach him even with a puppet frog and he doesn't get happy about it. Uh, I, I don't, not that I'm speaking from experience or anything. Uh, <clears throat> Goofy is over in Storybook Circus as the great Goofini in Pete's Silly Sideshow. Uh, Mary Poppins is at Liberty Square in the gazebo, which is where Tiana and Naveen used to be together. Yeah. Uh, so now that spot was so perfect for them. No, wasn't it? So yeah, in Liberty Square, you go. Um, sometimes Mary Pop and Mary Poppins used to greet like in the actual hub, like on Main yeah. Street on the hub grass. But now they moved her into the gazebo. So that little gazebo is like when you're moving from Liberty Square towards Adventureland. It's like this little area behind the old Christmas shop. Merida has her own awesome meet and greet area in Fantasyland in the Fairy Tale Garden, which is right by the Cheshire Cafe, right, like right between the Cheshire Cafe and Cinderella Castle, right across from Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe, where a boy Sunny Eclipse is constantly spinning the tracks. I'm glad that they've left this Merida because you know they used to change it every year for whatever yeah. the new thing was. It's such a cool meet and greet for Merida, though. It's fantastic. The little bears pop up out of the thing. Yeah, I mean, I when we went, they actually had a guy with, like, a bow and arrow thing, and, like, the kids could go up to him and shoot. Oh, that's cool. The bow and arrow. It was really neat. Uh, talking Mickey Mouse. He talks, folks. He talks for now. Uh, we don't know for how much longer. <laughs> uh, he's on Main Street USA at the theater. So as you enter the park, he'll be on your right-hand side. It's a big, huge sign outside the theater. You cannot possibly miss it. And this this is, this is would probably be my number one if we did a top ten um, yeah, of course. characters. I mean, it is it is the thing to get. He's in a magician garb. He does some magic tricks. He talks to you. He talks to you. He talks to your kids. He's got a lot of really cool things that he says. Um, make sure you go see it if you haven't seen it yet before it goes away because it is a truly memorable experience. Uh, I, I would prefer if it was regular Mickey, not magician. Yes, me too. I would prefer him in his tuxedo at that point. Right. Um, uh, Minnie Mouse is over in Storybook Circus at Pete's Silly Sideshow, uh, also in Circus Garb. Peter Pan in Fantasyland, right outside Peter Pan's flight. There's like a little um, area where he meets and greets right there. It's got like a map of Neverland on the wall. He's out pretty often. I I see him almost all the time. It's right across from the Rapunzel bathrooms. So like right diagonally across from there on the left is Peter Pan's uh, is, right. is the Peter Pan meet and greet. Sometimes they'll put Hook and Smee out there too. Uh, Pluto is on Main Street USA in the town square. Right when you walk in, same as Chip and Dale. Uh, Tiana, Princess Tiana, is at Princess Fairy Tale Hall. No longer with Naveen. Rapunzel, also Princess Fairy Tale Hall. This is the only place you can meet Rapunzel. Yeah, weird. You'd think she'd have a meet and greet by like her bathrooms, but you know, maybe well, not. Yeah, now that I think about it. Uh, <laughs> Snow White greets on Main Street USA in the Town Square Courtyard. So that is directly across from where you meet Mickey uh, and Tinkerbell in the theater. The other side, right right between the City Hall and the Guest Relations, um, or the Chamber of Commerce and, the guest, and guest Relations, which is City Hall, uh, you have this little um, courtyard, and that's where you can meet Snow White. That's where I met uh, Mickey for the first time when I was a kid. Oh, cool. Nice, uh, nice memory. Stitch. This is one that people don't really know about. Uh, you can now meet Stitch in Tomorrowland at the old site for Stitch's Great Escape. 
it's now an indoor um, character meet and greet called Alien T- Stitches Alien Encounter. Huh, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, now you know, and knowing's half the battle. Uh, Tigger and Winnie the Pooh are in Fantasyland. This is the only place you can meet them now, folks, except for uh, the uh, if you do the character meal. Right. Um, that is at Fantasyland, uh, right outside the Winnie the Pooh attraction, as if you're heading toward Tomorrowland. So uh, you pass it going toward Tomorrowland, and there's the Pooh, there's Pooh Bear and uh, Tigger. Tinkerbell is in the Main Street is on Main Street USA in the theater. So when you walk in that theater, if you go to the if you bear to the right, you're gonna meet Mickey. If you bear to the left, you're gonna meet Tinkerbell, and she's got a really cool meet and greet area as well. They do like a really cool pixie dust effect when you walk in, and her like her set is just awesome. Yeah, I always like meeting her. Ready for Animal Kingdom? Yep. Animal Kingdom. Baloo the bear and King Louie from the Jungle Book meet in Asia at the Upcountry Landing. That's right outside the um, where Yak and Yeti is. And they're there pretty much all day. Like, it's very rare that I don't see them. Have you ever uh, met them? Yeah, we did them. You know, I like when they have some consistency to the character being out there. Yeah, I really like You know, like a lot of time too. it'll be half-hour blocks. But when you have the characters that are out there for, like, you know, six hours straight, and you yeah. know that you know they're taking a two-minute break here and there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do like that, knowing that if you go over there, they're going to be there. Baloo and King Louie also have a uh, have a route like when they go for their breaks where they walk through the people. So that's it's usually pretty cool. I see that pretty often. Uh, Doc McStuffins has one of my favorite meet and greets in Animal Kingdom. She actually meets and greets at Rafiki's Planet Watch now in the veterinary clinic. That makes perfect sense. Perfect sense, right? They built their little set there and everything. It's awesome. Uh, Donald Duck meets in Dinoland USA on Cretaceous Trail, actually right outside the dinosaur attraction. He's in Safari yep. Garb. Goofy and Pluto meet in Dinoland USA at Chester and Hester's uh, over at the service station. They're both in uh, like a safari kind of garb or like a more like a arche- archaeologist kind of uh, outfit. Like they're digging for dinosaur bones. This is one of the Animal Kingdom is one of the few places you can get Mickey and Minnie together. You can get them sure. over at Discovery Island at the Adventures Outpost, and they're both in Safari Garb as well, and that is fast passable. Pocahontas on Discovery Island at Character Landing. As you're heading toward Africa, uh, if you bear to your right, you will find Pocahontas. Flick from A Bug's Life is also in Discovery the Discovery Island Trails, uh, Discovery Island Trails West, so it's behind the Tree of Life. He used to meet out by where the Starbucks is and um, like that little area there, but they moved him since. Right. Um, Rafiki is at Rafiki's Planet Watch, as he should be, because it's his Planet Watch. You can usually find him inside. They were doing Jiminy Cricket there for a while, and they stopped doing that. I mean, you got to have Rafiki there. Yeah, but they were no, but they were doing Jiminy Cr- Cricket like outside. Oh, that's cool. Jiminy Cricket and Chip and Dale were outside Rafiki's Planet Watch, but they're not doing that anymore. Russell and Doug from Up. You can find them on Discovery Island at Doug and Russell's Wilderness Explorers Clubhouse. It's right by the entrance to Tough to Be a Bug. They also have a, a, a sample like collar out there, a dog collar, that you can um, like bark into and it'll translate what you're saying. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, uh, Timon from The Lion King. That's got to be considered a pretty rare character. He is now at Discovery Island near Creature Comforts, which is where Flick used to be. Uh, right. As you're walking toward Africa from Discovery Island, like you bear, you go around there, you pass where Pandora is. Uh, Timon is right there. So that's our Animal Kingdom. Hollywood, we're going to close this thing out with Hollywood Studios. Yep. Before you have to open the store. Uh, well, do you think there's ever going to be a point in time we get some kind of an avatar meet and greet? I don't know how they do it. Like, it would have to be some kind of stilt performer. But even then, it would be, like, all out of, like... I don't think people care about the characters of Avatar enough, to be perfectly no. honest. I just meant like a, a Navi, anything. You yeah, know? I don't think people care. Okay. I think they understand that people just want to go on the cool ride and, you know, yeah. 
That makes sense. Uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios BB-8, one of my favorite character meet and greet locations, is in the Star Wars launch bay. So as you walk through the Star Wars launch bay, um, when you come in, there's like stuff to see off to your left. But go to your right, uh, follow like where like the opening crawl is and whatnot. Uh, then bear into your right into the Star Wars Cantina, where they used to have Jawas, but apparently don't anymore. They either don't have the Jawas anymore, or the Jawas won't trade with you anymore. I don't remember which one it is. I've never seen Jawa there. I've seen Jawas there so many times. Uh, I tried to trade my my ticket stub, my movie ticket stub, to Batman versus Superman uh, to one of the Jawas back when that movie came out, and the Jawa actually made me throw it in the garbage. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, but BB-8's meet and greet is right there. I have heard tale from some people that magic moments have been achieved. And that Ray is sometimes there. Okay. But that is not an all the time thing. Buzz and Woody from Toy Story are over in Pixar Place. They're right across from Toy Story Midway Mania. It's a nice indoor air conditioned um, meet and greet. So I, I really like that one. It's got a usually got a I, huge line though. Yeah, I only did it once and the line was enormous. Yeah. It's got a really uh really cool set though where it's like Andy's like like bed. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So you're meeting the pictures. Like, the pictures are perfect. Like they come out, yeah. it looks like you're there with them. It's great. You're meeting toy Buzz Lightyear here, not like Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, like you are in Magic right. Kingdom. Um, Chewbacca can be found at the Star Wars launch bay. One of my favorite character interactions is Chewbacca. Yeah, everyone loves the Chewbacca. I can't blame him. It's pretty great well, because he actually talks to you, like when you know it's Chewy talk. Right, uh, right. And he's huge and like, oh my goodness, it was so cool. Like I brought my friend Topher there one time, and he like fell to pieces at Chewbacca. Like he loved it so much. Um, it, it really was like it's like a magical like character experience. Uh, Chip and Dale meet at Grand Avenue outside the right outside where the, where the Mickey and Minnie attraction are. Like if you're going past through Commissary Lane, like toward where Star Tours is, or um, you know where Grand Avenue is now, you will uh, run into Chip and Dale there. Nice. Cruz Ramirez from Cars meets over at Pixar Place. I wanted to do that and I didn't. I'm all yeah. upset about that. I mean, I think like I'm kind of like. Like, shouldn't it just be Lightning McQueen or Mater? Like, yeah, but they like to try out the new one. Yeah. You know, Donald and Daisy Duck are right when you walk into Hollywood Studios in their classic garb. So this is the only place you can get classic oh, Donald. That's cool. Yeah, classic Donald. You can only get here any. You can only get him in Hollywood Studios right out front in his blue sailor outfit. Now Donald and Daisy are there together, but you take pictures with them separately. So there are two lines. There's a line for Daisy and a line for Donald. Yeah, uh, and they're at Sid's porch when you walk in. Uh, so you walk in, they'll be right on your left hand side. Doc McStuffins greets in the animation courtyard. This is kind of the animation courtyard. It's kind of your sweet spot for all Disney Junior stuff. It's right outside of Disney Junior live on stage. Yep. As you walk into the animation courtyard, you'll have Little Mermaid, that awesome Little Mermaid show with the up-to-date laser light attractions. And uh, Bubbles. And Bubbles off to your left. And then you'll have a, a series of meet and greets on your right leading up to the entrance to Disney Junior live on stage. <clears throat> uh, Goofy greets on Grand Avenue over by Star Tours. Classic Goofy. Um, he kind of huh. just like meets up against a wall. There's no set or anything like that for him. And it's goofy. He doesn't need it. Yeah. Jake and the Neverland. Jake from Jake and the Neverland Pirates meets in the animation courtyard right there. Kylo Ren, one of my favorite character interactions, is at the Star Wars launch bay. So as you walk in, you bear to your right uh, as you go past the cantina. And that's where you find Kylo Ren. Chewie will be to your left. Kylo Ren to your right. Uh, Mickey and Minnie um, are on Commissary Lane for Red Carpet Dreams. So Minnie is a movie star, so you go into like her dressing room, um, which is a really cool set that they built for her. Um, and so Mickey and Minnie are separate here, obviously. And Mickey is Sorcerer Mickey, and he's in like a um, like Sorcerer's Apprentice the, like castle. Are they the set. sets from where they used to be? From from where now is Launch Bay? 
I'm not sure. Remember, I don't, you, I don't remember you could go into Minnie's dressing room. Yeah, there also. But it she's like, really... mo- but she's like movie star Minnie here. She's wearing like a pink That's movie cool. star outfit. Uh, and Mickey, it's like a, it looks like a Master Yen Sid's castle, essentially, where, where oh, Mickey, Sorcerer Mickey is. Um, Olaf can be met at Echo Lake at the Celebrity Spotlight. You know, the meet and greet location they built right across from Star Tours that everyone thought would be a really great opportunity to meet some Star Wars characters. Little did they realize it's also right next to Frozen, uh, the Frozen sing-along, which means you're meeting yeah. Olaf and not a Star Wars character. Um Pluto meets over in the animation courtyard, but he is on a set that is um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse themed. Okay. Also in the animation courtyard, Sophia the First. She's the first one that you see as you walk in. I think it goes Sophia, Doc. No, it goes Sophia, Jake, Pluto, and then Doc. Okay. It's a nice little row they have there. Yeah. Now, uh, rumored to be coming this summer to Hollywood Studios, um, the Army Men, the Green Army Men march through the Pixar Place. Um, but when Toy Story Land opens up, they're actually saying the army men are going to become face characters, meaning you're going to be able to actually talk to them. Huh. Yeah, that's pretty neat, right? That is pretty cool. Also, it is rumored that the Star-Lord and Baby Groot uh, meet and greet will be ending midsummer, which I assume is going to mean Black Panther is going to be moving in. I think so. Yeah. So that's it, folks. That's your characters. Um, so we would love to hear from you guys uh, over on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash two men in the mouse. Let us know uh, you know, what characters you're most looking forward to meeting, what your favorite characters were. We love hearing from you guys, and we love interacting with you guys over there. Uh, so any, got anything else this week? No, I love characters. For me, it's such a big part of my trip. It's a huge I, I huge hope there's other it. people who are like that. Oh, I'm sure there are. I mean, and you know what? It's funny when you look at the cross culture between uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland, because we as Walt Disney World people go to Disneyland and it's amazing. That these characters, they're just walking around. It's not the, the character is not a big thing out there because it's mo- yeah, because the, the culture is different at Disneyland because it's mostly locals and annual pass holders. It's not so much like the, the tourists, the way Walt Disney World gets it. Like if the Mad Hatter yeah. or the Evil Queen just went walking through Fantasyland and Walt Disney World, they'd be mobbed. It would be terrible. That's the way it used to be. It was like the wild, wild west. and You had to fight people to get to characters. But in Disneyland, it still exists like that. And that is an awesome thing. So it's one of the reasons to go to Disneyland. It is a little wacky. I will say that the Plaza Breakfast out there, which is exactly like Crystal Palace, right? Um, you would think you're in the same place. I mean, I've told you, it's like here, Crystal Palace is like, you know, here are these four characters. Right. There, they have 10, 11 characters what? at the Plaza. And they're completely mixed. It's like totally like you get Rafiki and Captain Hook and Minnie. Like, oh, it's that's insane. awesome. It's I... Minnie's breakfast, so I know you get her every time. But I... the other characters, it's just it's wacky. That's so cool. I mean, wacky great, but... That's really, really cool. I like that a lot. Oh, all right, Peter Mandel, you ready to head out of here for this week? Yeah, yep. All right, well, if there's nothing else, then that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We love having you guys here, and we love bringing you guys the news. We like being back every single week here. It's three weeks in a row, Pete. We're on a roll. Not bad. We're on a roll with our Tuesday mornings. Uh, folks, if you love our good friend Peter Mandel, please check him out over at Road Comics there in Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or check him out uh, at roadcomics.com, where you can also find a link to Pete's eBay store. Folks, if you are planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, Aulani in Hawaii, or Universal Orlando Resort, please check out our good friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who you can find on Facebook as Magical Travel Dave or email him disneydavew at verizon.net 
Um, please check out Dave. He will plan your vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Folks, if you want to apply the wisdom of Walt to your daily life, check out the book by Jeff Barnes, uh, Beyond the Wisdom of Walt. You can find that at thewisdomofwalt.com, or you can find both that and his original book, The Wisdom of Walt, which applies the dreams and teachings of Walt Disney as he built these as as he built Disneyland and his dream to build Walt Disney World and how you can apply that to your daily life. Folks, you can find those books also on Amazon in both paperback and ebook format or read Beyond the Wisdom of Walt for free on Kindle Unlimited. Um, and folks, if you want another great podcast to add to your Disney lineup, please check out our good friends over at the Disney Dads Podcast. We love them so much. We love uh, sending people over to them. Their show is truly wonderful and magical and a great family-friendly look at three dads who really enjoy Disney and have great passion for it. So folks, uh, thank you so much for joining us again this and every week. Pete, any closing words? Can't wait to do it again next Tuesday morning. Cannot wait for next Tuesday morning. Okay, folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.